the Bible Study Podcast, episode 211. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of wilderness with John the Baptist. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. We've been studying the wilderness and the concept of the wilderness, the theme that comes up a few times in the Bible. We talked about the wilderness where Jesus went to be tempted. We talked about the wilderness that the children of Israel wandered around in and the wilderness that Elijah, the prophet, also went to. The last and final wilderness that I want to deal with is the wilderness that produced John the Baptist. John the Baptist is told about in at least three of the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. The story from the Gospel of Matthew goes like this, from Matthew 3. In those days John the Baptist came, preaching in the wilderness of Judea, and saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. This is he who was spoken of through the prophet Isaiah, a voice of one calling in the wilderness, Prepare the way for the Lord, make straight paths for him. John's clothes were made of camel's hair, and he had a leather belt around his waist. His food was locusts and wild honey. People went out to him from Jerusalem and all Judea and the whole region of the Jordan, confessing their sins. They were baptized by him in the Jordan River. But when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees coming to where he was baptizing, he said to them, You brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the coming wrath? Produce fruit in keeping with repentance, and do not think you can say to yourselves, We have Abraham as our father. I tell you that out of these stones God can raise up children for Abraham. The axe is already at the root of the trees, and every tree that does not produce good fruit will be cut down and thrown into the fire. I baptize you with water for repentance, but after me comes one who is more powerful than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand, and he will clear his threshing floor, gathering his wheat into the barn and burning up the chaff with unquenchable fire. It's interesting the way that Matthew starts this chapter. In those days, John the Baptist came. Now, we have an earlier story of the birth of John the Baptist in the Gospels, that John is not someone who was born out in the desert. In fact, he is the son of a Levite. He is the son of a priest. And his father and mother were old, and they were told that he would be born. And his father didn't believe. And for the entire time that John was in utero, he was struck dumb until finally John was born. And he is the cousin of Jesus through Mary. So it's interesting that Matthew says in those days John the Baptist came. Suddenly John appears in this chapter as if he had sprouted full grown out of the desert, out of the wilderness, where clearly that's not where he grew up. But at some point it became necessary for John to leave the family life he grew up with and to go out into the wilderness. Now, quite probably by this time, his parents having been old when he was born, they are no longer living. But John suddenly speaks as this voice that is calling out from the wilderness. Prepare the way of the Lord, make straight paths for him. And John is a sight. John is... John reminds us a little bit of the hermits who later on in the Middle Ages will go and find their faith or take their faith to the wilderness. So John comes out of the desert, he comes out of the wilderness, this 
mad-looking man with a cloak of camel's hair, leather belt. He's eating wild locusts and honey. Why is this John the Baptist? I mean, why is John the Baptist this guy? What is it about the wilderness that is tied into the character and or the message of John? And one of the things we learn is that John is fulfilling prophecy here. He is fulfilling the prophecy of a voice calling out in the wilderness. But why the wilderness? Why isn't John the Baptist a city kid from Jerusalem or from Bethany nearby? Or his father served in the temple, so John probably lived relatively nearby. And why is it that he is this John the Baptist from the wilderness? And we don't have an exact answer to that. We do get Jesus' description of John as, what is it that you went to see when you went to see John? And he says, John is a prophet. In fact, he's the greatest of sort of the Old Testament prophets. And I say that even though he's clearly in the New Testament, but he's the greatest of those before the kingdom of God comes. And John is a force of nature that springs up upon his day and causes people to leave their comfortable life in the city and to go out into the wilderness to meet this guy, to meet this man who is clearly a prophet. And I mean that in the sense, the purest sense of the word prophet, which means to speak forth the word of God. So John comes and he says, I have a word of the Lord for you. Now, Sometimes, when you're speaking, the way that you can make your words more easily stand out is that before you say them, you pause. Before you have the words that you want people to pay attention to, you have silence. John is the first of the prophets in a long, long time. It has been hundreds of years since a prophet has come to Israel, since a prophet has been heard of in Jerusalem. And so John stands out all the more so because of this long pause in prophets coming from God. So that's the first thing that's interesting about John is that he is a prophet, very much an Old Testament prophet. And he suddenly comes on the scene and people are drawn to him, even though it is not convenient to go see John. It is not convenient to go trekking out into the wilderness, trekking over to the River Jordan. And what John tells, the message that John has, is also not convenient. So from the Gospel of Luke, from Luke chapter 3, we get some more of the words of John. What should we do then? The crowd asked. John answered, anyone who has two shirts should share with the one who has none. And anyone who has food should do the same. Even the tax collectors came to be baptized. Teacher, they said, what should we do? Don't collect any more than you are required to, he told them. Then some of the soldiers asked him, and what should we do? He replied, don't extort money and don't accuse people falsely. Be content with your pay. The people were waiting expectantly and were all wondering in their hearts if John might possibly be the Messiah. This is someone who stands out. And I think one of the reasons he stands out is that he is this voice calling in the wilderness. John has, it seemed, simplified his life to a few things. Uh, 
to a rough coat, a belt, some locusts and wild honey. And I think that that is one of the reasons that I associate John with those who have spent time in hermits and that tradition, because he, like them, seems to have simplified his life. And I think there is something to be said for this simplification that leads to this voice crying in the wilderness. If someone cries out in the desert, he stands out. If someone cries out in the city, he may not. There is noise, there is hustle, and there's bustle, and there's people crying out for all sorts of things. So someone crying out to make straight the way of the Lord is going to be having to shout above somebody else who's shouting out because they have fresh fish. And so part of this wilderness, as I see in the metaphor here for John, is that John has done some simplifying. John has given up a lot of things to find something of particular value, to find a word from the Lord and direction for what he should do. John wasn't born in the wilderness, but at some point he was called to the wilderness and calls to us from that wilderness to prepare. Calls for us, calls for the people at the time to make straight, to take those things that are not right with God, that are not justified with God, and make them right. Whether that be tax collectors or soldiers, the only ones he seems to have little patience with, as we read previously, are those who are the religious leaders. Because they're not coming out here with the same honest question that the other people do is, what must we do? What should we do? They, in fact, think that there's nothing they need to do because we have Abraham as our father. And so John says, you think you are special. You think you're special because Abraham is your father. You think you're special because you go to this church. You think you're special because you're of that denomination. You think you're special because your family has always been believers. He says, don't you know that out of these stones, God can raise children for Abraham? No one is saved in the kingdom of God because they're from this family or that family, from this church or that church. But because of their faith in God and because that faith was put into action when they asked the question, what should we do? And so John stands out here, this voice crying in the wilderness. And what can we learn from John? There is simplicity and clarity in the message of John. John, it does not take many, many chapters to explain what John said. It takes less than a single chapter. Because John says, repent, turn around, change. And repent means that. It means to turn around, to change your ways, to head in a new direction. And there are times that we need that clarity There are times that we need that change of direction. And I think there are times that we need to get away from the life that is full of so many other things so that we can find the clarity that John brought. With that, I think we will end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast, and I believe also this four-part series on the wilderness. If you have suggestions of what we should do next, I'd 
love to hear them. Send me an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com or leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. And as always, thanks so much for listening. Hello, this is Dr. Doug Grotheis, host of Truth Tribe, where we seek the truth through reason and evidence about what matters most. And we are not tribal since truth is for everyone. Please join me at the Truth Tribe as I discuss the reasons for Christian faith, the Christian worldview, and moral issues such as abortion and gender ideology. To listen now, go to lifeaudio.com or search Truth Tribe on your favorite podcast app.